Hi guys and welcome back to episode 11 of the Emphatic Fanatics. It's good to have you all listening to this next episode of the podcast and we're going to be hitting off with a good episode on our predictions for the Premier League. We all know the Premier League's coming back this weekend and we're really looking forward to that, looking forward to a bit of top class football coming back. All the English leagues have come back, so me and V are especially happy because our, our teams, Birmingham and Sunderland, they're coming back to play their league fixtures. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that as well. You excited for that, Theo, seeing the Blues again? Uh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, of course, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's you always miss when, when your team are playing. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, we've got a tough game this, this weekend. But, you know, as always, you start the season with that stupid optimism. Yeah. And... Uh, you wouldn't yeah. change it for the world, would you? You really wouldn't. It runs in your blood, I think. Once you get a once you get a football team, I don't think you can get, ever give it up. Even you have to live with the bad times and and enjoy the good when they do appear. So we're looking forward to that. I actually watched the the cup fixture, Sunderland versus Hull City. And Sunderland went out of the first round of the Carabao Cup, so that wasn't that wasn't the most enjoyable to watch. But it is what it is, and we move on. So we're looking forward to the league, and hopefully we can finally get out of League One. I've said that for the last two years now. I tell you that. Well, just a small comment I'd like to be to be making. I shall be rooting for Sunderland this season after the the glorious eight one demolition of Aston Villa. Last oh night. yeah, I know the under twenty glorious. How, how to beat? Yeah. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch that game because I felt I'm not. A, I don't mind the checker trade. Don't get me wrong. I think it's it's a competition for the lower leagues and you've just got to go with it we're in the lower leagues you may as well go for a trophy why not it's a bit of silverware it's a trip to Wembley as well so I went when we went was it the first obviously the first season when we got there I went to Wembley for the first time so that, that was enjoyable but anyway on to the more matters that we're going to be talking about in in this podcast we're going to be talking about the Premier League because that's what everyone really enjoys. So what we're going to do is we're going to go between me and Theo. We've got our list of predictions. And what we'll do is we'll post our predictions to our Instagram page. And you can give us your thoughts as well on there. And yeah, just just comment what you think the league will end up, end up like. Who's going to win it? Who's going to get relegated? And who might be a surprise package? We all know that Sheffield United had a really good season last year. They really turned a few heads. People predicted them to go down. And, and I think everyone got that wrong that, of how well they actually done. So yeah, we, we've got a few. We've got a few in there ourselves. So we look forward to it. Anyway, I'll I'll let Theo kick it off with um, his number twenty. So yeah, who who are you predicting to come bottom of the league, Theo? Well, there's perhaps no surprises who I'm predicting, and it's not anything to do with bias. Aston Villa, I'm predicting oh, right, right. number twenty. And yep, okay, today they they've signed. Um, Ollie Watkins yep. for an astronomical fee, and that's good business. It's just the rest of the team is shambolic. Defensively, Villa are, are not the best, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I don't see really where the goals are coming from, other than Watkins, really. Grealish mm-hmm. isn't the most prolific, and even Trezeguet, who, in my opinion, kept them up last season, he didn't score a fantastic amount of, of goals. I also worry about Villa behind the scenes as well. I think they're going to implode this season and Dean Smith may be, may be out of a job if, if fixtures don't go too well. They've also not got the easiest start as well. They've got Liverpool and Man City in the first five slash six games as well as Wolves and Leicester. So I think, I think Villa, you know, unless they keep strengthening, I think Villa are going to be in for a long season. Mm, yeah, I, I I do think Villa will be in and around the relegation spots. It's I think that's 
They do need to strengthen at the back. I do. I don't think they've got enough quality in 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 the defensive line. I feel that Heaton's a decent decent enough keeper, but he's nothing special really. I do, I do think he's coming obviously. A bit, he's getting older now, and even though he did really well at Burnley when he was there, but I just feel that injuries are now are, are now hitting him at a, an older age, and I don't think that's going to be good good for him. I do quite like Tyrone Mings. I think Tyrone Mings, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of him at Bournemouth, but I think since he's gone to Aston Villa, he really has shown that he is a, a decent quality centre-back in a Premier League quality centre-back. Whether he's an England centre-back, whether he should be in the England squad's a, a questionable thing, but I do think he's a decent centre-back and does give them a bit of leadership in there. And I do I do quite like uh, is it Consa? Is it Esri Consa that's also the, the, yeah. the other centre-back? I, I do quite like him. So it'll be interesting to see how they do, but I don't think there's enough quality, as you said, I don't think there's enough quality in there. And I do think they are going to struggle. I, I also I th- I also have to mention that I also quite like their midfield. I, I don't mind Hurahan. I think he's got a bit of leadership in him. And John McGinn's obviously going to be back this season. He, he had a lengthy injury last year, which kept him out quite a lot last season. So I think he's going to be a big boost to them to have him back to try and put his stamp on the midfield. And it'll take a bit of pressure off Grealish. And as you said, how, how impressed have you been with Ollie Watkins, obviously at Brentford, Theo? What have you seen of Watkins, and do you think he what can he offer to this Villa side? Well, he offers a lot more than goals. He, he's he's a really really good centre forward, and what's been very impressive about him is he improves year after year. Mm. And he's played in non-league, he's played in the lower leagues, yeah. so he knows what it feels like to not have it going his way. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good signing, and in my opinion, I'm surprised that only Aston Villa. Mm-hmm really were massively interested in him. Mm. The transfer fee, obviously, it raises eyebrows. A lot of money. A lot yeah, of money. it is a decent chunk of money. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think he's a player who will make it to the to the top, you know, and mm. in a couple of years' time, if he has a good season. And Villa isn't too bad a place for players to go. If you think of Christian Benteke, when yeah. he joined Aston Villa, he was unstoppable for a couple mm-hmm. of seasons. He made some poor decisions after it with Liverpool, but uh-huh. it's not the worst place for him to go. No, um, no. Really. What I think of Watkins, uh, I think he can play all across the front three as well. He can play on the right-hand side. He's predominant on his left side and cutting in. I've noticed that he kind of plays left wing, kind of sent like left forward, because I think Ben Rama was playing on the right side for Brentford and Watkins was on the left. And obviously they had Mopai before a couple of seasons ago before he joined Brighton. I think when it was them three, it was really exciting for, for a Brentford side then. And, and I do think they are getting picked apart now, Brentford. It's, it's sad to see, but... I do think Watkins is a good signing for Aston Villa and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring. 30 million, as you said, it is quite a lot, but it's actually in today's market for a young, young English player. Because what age is he? I think he's probably in his early 20s, probably 23, 24, yeah. um, around about that. So he's not he's got a lot of years ahead of him. And I think I would be excited to see where he can go. I do think I, I, I could see if, if Villa did go down, I could see him getting picked up. Uh, by a, by another Premier League club, I could see another Premier League club taking him taking him on. So yeah, but I do think more business is needed. I do think they need another probably another striker in there, someone to partner Watkins. I I don't mind Wesley, but he's he's not the best. He's he's a decent enough player, but he's not. He's probably a, a second third striker choice. Mm. You're not a, he's not your main man, and Watkins needs someone to partner off. 
And yeah, it'll be, I think they need someone in there. Samata also came in, but I don't think he's the man either. I think they need someone else. So yeah, we'll, we'll be interested and see the, what they can do. I think they do need um, to do a bit more business this window and they, they've only got a few weeks to do it. So, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, 20th spot, you've you've gone for Aston Villa. So that's that's fair enough. That's completely fine. I'm just going to mark it down because I'm going to obviously post our predictions later on. So Aston Villa is what Theo said. So that's that's fair play for you. Yeah, Aston Villa is your 20th position. So my 20th position, I've gone for a club that has come up and I've gone for Scott Parker's Fulham. So I do think Fulham are going to have a better season than they did the previous time they were up. Uh, they spent a lot of money the last time they came up. I think it was over 100 million. And they're being a bit more smart. The owner's being a bit more smart, spending more wisely. They've brought in a decent crop of players. Well, they've brought in Anthony Kinnockhart from Brighton fully, and they had him on loan last season. So they've brought him in permanently. And they've also brought in Harrison Reed, who they had on loan last year. And I think Harrison Reed's going to be a good player for them. It's going to really help their midfield. I do think he's he's got a lot to prove. He's only 25 years old. And for an 8 million fee... It's not a bad fee for a, for a young English player. So definitely, definitely smart business there. They also brought in Mario Lamina on loan from Southampton as well. He was okay. He was a decent enough player, Lamina, when he was at Southampton. But I think he was, he was probably just not the player Southampton needed. They had quite a lot of players like that. They obviously had Hoigbjerg and James Ward-Prowse. And I, I think Lamina was probably never going to be the first choice at Southampton. So I moved to Fulham. Yeah, hopefully can do well there he was on obviously on loan in the Turkish league so it'll be interesting to see what happens and they also brought in the left back from Wigan Anthony Robinson who I've mentioned before young American lad he's 23 and he's obviously Wigan are in uh, dire straits at the moment they're in league one and uh, they're in administration right now so they're really having to shed a lot of lot of players and a lot of uh, assets off their books uh, so he came in for a cheap fee and uh, for about two million pounds and I definitely think he's a good good enough player. But I do think they need more business. In terms of strikers, Mitrovic, he's a decent enough striker, but we've seen Mitrovic a number of times. He's, he's only going to get you about 10 goals, maybe maybe 15 if you're lucky, but he's going to need more support than what he's getting. I also think Scott Parker, I, I think Scott Parker could go further in the game, but I don't think, obviously... Being inexperienced, I don't think that's going to help them. And I do think they're going to struggle Fulham this year. What do you think of Fulham's chances then, Theo? Have you, obviously, where where did you place them then in, in the league? I put Fulham at 19th. You put um, them at 19th. I believe Fulham are going to have a, a tough season. I look at their squad mm-hmm. and I wasn't impressed with them at all last season, to, to be brutally honest. Mm. I think they're a championship team. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of players who... A good championship players. I mean, you look at Tom Tom Kearney. He's a good player in the championship. Even the, the three lads up front, apart from Mitrovic, you've got Nice Cabano and Abdullah Kamara, obviously with Kanaka as well. Mm-hmm. They're good championship players. Again, I just mm. can't see them stepping up. Mm. Defensively, Fulham are a joke with Dennis Adoy as a yeah. footballer. Mm-hmm. And their signings are a bit questionable. I mean, I know that Anthony Robertson's a really good signing, but you've got yeah. Joe Bryant. Joe Bryan plays. Like yeah, I, I, I really like Joe Bryan. I think Joe Bryan's a decent player. I remember when was he? At, was it Forest he was at or was Bristol it? City? Joe Bryan. Bristol, Bristol City. Yeah, yeah impressive player, Joe Bryan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good. He's a good. Obviously, yeah. the, the the hero in the uh, yeah in the playoffs the final. I just think uh, the playoffs. Sorry, I think they've got too many. They've got too many midfielders. Really, Harrison Reed 
was all right last season. But you add that to the list of players they've still got, wherever they'll play for them, they've got Stefan Johansson, yeah, Kevin McDonald, they're Mario looking to get rid of, Yeah, they are looking to get rid of McDonald and Johansson. I'm, I've seen, I do quite like Johansson. I remember when he was at Celtic, I quite like Yeah, him. Stefan Johansson's a very, he's a decent very player. player. I do think... Just, where do the goals come from? Yeah. Because you know Mitrovic, Mitrovic, you could say he'll get you eight goals a season, mm-hmm. but if Mitrovic gets sent off... Mm-hmm. Where do the goals go? Yeah. Well, Bobby yeah. Reed. Bobby Reed's a decent enough player. He was a championship player, but I think uh, I remember when he came up. He was unfortunate because I think he was just thrown into the deep end, expecting to get goals, and he had a he had a really good season. I, remember, I don't know where it was he was. Cardiff. He was at. He was at Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah, he, had, yeah. he, had, he had a decent season. I think. Well, he, he, was he was he in the Premier League with Cardiff? Was it? Was it? Cardiff got promoted and they signed uh-huh. him. That was I it. Think yeah. He played a season and mm-hmm. then they had a swap. With Fulham or something. Oh right, okay. For someone, it yeah. was it was quite bizarre. Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't mind Bobby Reid. I think he's a decent enough player. But yeah, as you said, Canockhart he's okay, but he's not going to offer you too much. And Mitrovic, as we said, he's only going to get you probably ten to fifteen goals. So yeah, the goals are are lacking. And I do think, as you said, centre backs. You look at Lermachand. I don't think he's that good. He's 30 years old and he didn't have a good time before. Tim Ream as well. Tim Ream's getting on a bit and he's just, I don't think he's Premier League quality at all. So I do think they're going to struggle. Michael Hector's decent. I don't mind Michael Hector. I think mm. he's an all right player. Obviously come through, he came through the Chelsea Academy and has been on many loans, but find a, found a home with Fulham. So yeah, hopefully he can do something. Was, I must admit, I was quite, quite surprised because mm-hmm. they, they signed Alfie Mawson on loan last season. Yeah. And I, I actually quite liked Mawson at Swansea, mm-hmm. but he, he didn't feature. He, he rarely right. featured. And obviously he's gone to Bristol City on loan now, which is, which mm-hmm. is quite a good signing. But yeah. the, thing with, the thing is, there's been a two, obviously Ben Gibson on loan at Norwich. I think Fulham yeah. have missed the boat with centre-backs. Yeah, Gibson and Mawson would have been possibly good. Sure. Mawson didn't have a... Was it, was it, where was he before? Was it Fulham before? I thought he was at Fulham. He was at, yeah, he was at Fulham. Yeah, yeah, he was at Fulham. And he didn't really cut it. So that's probably why they've not gone for, for Mawson. And they've probably not kept him around. But I think... Gibson would have been a decent shout. I, I I do quite like Ben Gibson. I think he's got a bit of leadership qualities and that might be a good shout. But yeah, that, that's decent enough. And they've got two good goalkeepers. I think their goalkeepers are decent. Rodak's okay, a good season in the championship. And they've also brought in Areola, Alphonse Areola. From, they've actually brought him on. Is that mode. official now? Yeah, well, it's on it's on transfer marked as Areola, Frenchman, and it's it's Alphonse Areola. They've brought him on loan. It looks like from Real Madrid. So yeah, they they brought him on loan. So I don't I think that's a decent enough yeah, yeah. one. So hopefully he can maybe maybe do well for them. But he's never really found a home, and he's gonna he's lacked game time really. He's gone to loads of big clubs, and he's never really been first choice. But yeah, fair enough. That's my opinion on Fulham, and you you've said nineteenth. So I've I've got them in twentieth, but you've got them in nineteenth. So. Since you've you've got them in 19th, I'll, I'll move on to my number 19 as well. So I've gone for West Ham. And a lot of people might question why I've gone West Ham, but I think they're in really bad straits at the moment. I'm looking at it and going, they are really, really struggling right now. They've they've sold Grady Diangana, and Mark Noble called it an outrage that they sold a young talent like Diangana. He was on loan at uh, West Brom last season in the Championship. West Brom obviously have been promoted, and they have bought Diangana from West Ham for 12 million was the fee maybe rising to 18 but I do think it really just shows the way West Ham are going they're they're selling young talents I also look at their 
their team. Fabianski is a decent enough keeper, but when we've seen when Fabianski gets injured, they brought in Robert. Remember they had Roberto before, mm-hmm. and really, really d- didn't really show their ambition with him. And also, is it Martin they brought in from Millwall as well? And it's like these guys are really, really not quality to replace someone like Fabianski if they get in, if he gets injured. They have got obviously Issa Diop as well in defence. I, I do quite like Issa Diop, but he's really. His form has really gone off a cliff right now, and I do think they they do struggle when when he's not on form. So yeah, it, it's one of these things with with uh, West Ham. I also got a a, a message by Philippe. He, he messaged he messaged me regarding regarding this story that I think Philippe Anderson was offered to Arsenal for a loan deal. I seen or it was whether it's a whether it was fake news or or not, but. If they're looking to get rid of someone like Felipe Anderson, it might be a sign of a bad egg at the club, which which obviously they've had before with the likes of Dimitri Payet. And I do think that if they're going to lose players like Felipe Anderson, I, I think their attack is going to really fall apart. I do quite like Jared Bowen, but he's he's not he's not proven yet at Premier League level, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. And obviously, we knew Sepp Haller had had a poor season um, last year. And he, they bought him for a lot of money. So, again, when, when he's lacking goals, where's the goals going to come from? So I, I've, I've put West Ham there in 19th. Do you think West Ham are going are gonna to struggle next year, Theo? I don't think they'll struggle. I, I think they won't have the greatest season, but mm. I think they've got enough there not to struggle. Mm. The, the Dean Garner one was a, a, an interesting one mm. as such. But, again... Dean Garnett is not proven in the Premier League. He had no, a good season true. in the Championship. Mm-hmm. And if you have a player and you mm-hmm. develop a player and you get offered $16 million for a player, mm-hmm. you know, you have to think to yourself, is he going to play? Maybe not. We'll cash mm-hmm. in. And you think of the players that West Ham have got. West mm-hmm. Ham have got such creative players such as Pablo Fornals, mm-hmm. Felipe Anderson, mm-hmm. even Jack Wilshire can be classed as a a creative player. Yeah. Now, defensively, West Ham are not very strong, but mm. I think two things have gone in their favour. First of all, how they finished the season last season. Mm-hmm. They finished so strongly, especially Antonio. Mm. And also David Moyes. I do rate David Moyes as manager of West Ham. I think he mm. did a very good job last season. They were in a bad position. Pellegrini put them in a bad position. And mm. I think with Moyes this season, they will be just about okay. However... I do think they need to spend some money because mm-hmm. I heard that they have had a bid for Tarkovsky, yeah. James Tarkovsky. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a decent move. It's just mm-hmm. they they need they need yeah. more. Well, I've I've heard Leicester are targeting Tarkovsky, and if if Leicester are after him, who would you choose, Leicester or West Ham? For it, game it, time, probably West Ham because Leicester have got Suyuncu and Johnny Evans. Yeah, but Johnny Evans isn't getting any younger, so. You can say that that yeah. Johnny Evans isn't getting younger, and Sionchu will be getting linked away. I, I could see a, a, a top four club coming after someone like Sionchu. Kagawa. Yeah, 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 he's a decent player. Poor move. Yeah, and anyway, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I, I've I've put them 19th. I, I also think their midfield. I, I do like Suchek. I think he's coming. He's young enough. But Mark Noble obviously is he's kicking on a bit now. Jack Wilshire's always injured and has never really found uh, much game time. Lanzini again injury prone and for Niles again yeah he, he is young and could kick on but I just don't see it happening at a team a team like West Ham I don't think West Ham can really bring it out in them and I, I do see I could see for moving back to La Liga at some point 
I really could. Anyway, we'll 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 move on. So yeah, I've I've gone for from nineteenth. I've gone for West Ham. So Theo, I'll move on to your club in eighteenth. So in eighteenth, I've gone for Crystal Palace. Mm. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's time up for Crystal Palace. Really, I look at their team. I think Wilfred Zaha will leave as well, and I just mm-hmm. see a team who are really going to struggle for goals next season. Yeah. Now I know they've bought Eberechi Ize, and he's mm-hmm. he's a really good player in the Championship, mm-hmm. but I just think that it, they've they've overstayed their welcome, and I think they're really going to struggle. We see we saw with Palace this season when they have a dip in form. They have a real dip in form. The team's not getting any younger as well. You look at the, the centre-back, Scott Dan, players like him. A lot of their goals last season came from Luka uh, Milovojevic, from penalties, really. Townsend, Schlopp, Max Meyer, he hasn't really kicked on. Yeah. I just really worry where the, the goals are going to come from, really. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're not bad. But it's just, if you can't score and you keep defending, the ball's eventually just going to keep coming back and back and back at you. So mm. I do think the time's up for Crystal Palace. But interestingly, one thing that could actually change that is the fact that they've, they've actually got Alexander Soloff still yeah. on their books. And I think Soloff's a good player. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason Leipzig have been linked with him. Yeah. So keep Soloff and have him and Eze up front. Mm-hmm. There's your goals. But... I don't think that'll happen. So I think, especially with a lack of funding and Zaha should have been sold and cashed in on a number of years ago, I think they're going to struggle. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I do think Zaha should have been cashed in a long time ago. When big offers were coming in for them, I, I think Crystal Palace had to take, take that when it was there. Because really, like... Zaha's getting older now, and I, I don't see many clubs linked to him. I've heard like Dortmund linked to him, and I just don't see that being the case because Dortmund don't usually go for that type of player. They always go for the younger, younger players that they can build upon, and that's just not in their model, in my opinion. And I, I think, as you said, Crystal Palace are going to struggle. I, I put Crystal Palace. I don't think Crystal Palace are going to finish in the bottom three, but I, I have put them 16th is where I've put them. I think they are going to struggle slightly. As you said, it would be interesting. I think Izzy will have a good season. But if Zaha leaves, a lot of pressure is going to be on that young lad. Seriously, a lot of pressure is going to go upon him because they're going to be going, oh, we've got the next Zaha. That's fine. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. You need to understand that this guy needs to be bedded in. He needs to feel comfortable. And then he'll start to produce. And I, I think he's got a big future ahead of him. But Crystal Palace fans need to be careful that they're not thinking he's going to going to kick, kick on straight away. I, d- I definitely think that's the case. As you said, I, I would be interested to see what Zor- Sorloff could do. He did really well. Was it Chad Sponsbor he was at last yeah. year on loan? And he, he had a really good season there. He, I think he was, was he top goal scorer in, in Superliga last year? Or in and around there, I think, with, with, with the likes of Max Cruz as well. He, he was a decent striker. And I think I, I would like to see him back maybe in the Premier League. But I could really see, as you said, RB Leipzig, if RB Leipzig are interested, I, I wouldn't. If I was him, I would. I would definitely be interested in going to someone like Leipzig, um, because you're definitely going to get game time. So I, I think, yeah, if if Crystal Palace don't hold on to him, as you said, where's the goals going to come from? Because I don't think Jordan Ayew is going to offer you many goals. I've looked at his goal tally in total. It's 25 goals in 137 appearances, which isn't really good. Good enough with the amount of seasons he's been there. So I definitely think they're going to have to think about if they lose Sorloff, they're going to have to go for another striker. 
because Benteke is never going to fire again. They need to accept that. <laughs> anyway, that, that that's that's fair play. Crystal Palace in 18th, you put. So I've I've put Aston Villa as 18th, and we've already discussed them. So I do think they're going to get relegated, but I think they are going to just just miss out on survival. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I actually quite like, as I forgot to mention that, I quite like Dean Smith as a manager. I think he's a decent enough coach. So it'll be interesting to see what he can get out of it. I also was going to say with Crystal Palace, what what do you think of Roy Hodgson? Do you think Roy Hodgson's going to stay there much longer then? Or or if they go down, do you think he would leave? And, and do you think he's... Because in my opinion, Roy Hodgson, when I look at Roy Hodgson, I, I look at a guy that will play week in and week out. It's the same kind of team and will get results somehow. And I do think he, he, he's a decent enough coach, coach to do that. So that's why that's why I've kept them up because I think Roy Hodgson's good enough to do that. But yeah, what, what's your opinion on Hodgson then? I, I think Hodgson's a good coach. I think he's. I, I actually think he, he's done a good job at Palace. Mm-hmm. I really do. I yeah. think he's just got. I think he's just got all he can out of them. And I think in terms of for Palace to go anywhere as a club, because all all Roy, Roy Hodgson's never going to have a top half finish or anything with them. I just don't see where Palace are going. I, I just think. I think to be honest. Regardless of what happens, this should be Hodgson's last season at Palace. Mm-hmm. Because, look, let's face it, he's not getting any younger. They finish 16th, 17th or 15th every season. Mm-hmm. As a club, look at what Brighton are doing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to settle for that. They want to be yeah. looking forward. So maybe it's time for a change. Yeah, it, it, it happened that that's kind of what happened with someone, really. They stayed in the league for so many years and they, they finally t- hit the drop. So I could see so- something similar happening with, with Crystal Palace. They definitely need to rejuvenate that squad. And whether Hodgson's the man to do that, it's it's it, it's up in the air, really. So, but I, I, as we said, the, if they bring in the likes of Eberechieze, that's a good player to bring in for the long term. So hopefully they can continue to do that. But I, I personally think they've got enough to stay up this season. Anyway, moving on to 17th for both of us. So I've gone for West Brom. I think West Brom are going to just survive this year. I do like Slavin Bilic as a coach. I think he's a decent enough coach. And I definitely think he's going to get enough out of them. They had a bit of a drop-off towards the end of end of the campaign. They, they, they almost just missed out on automatic promotion and and they got quite fortunate that that they did survive but as we said they've they've brought in Grady Diangana from West Ham and I do think Diangana has got a lot of potential and hopefully can kick on this season like he did in the championship I also like Matthias Pereira as well the other winger they brought him from sport in Lisbon permanently now they had him on loan last season and and he had a good season so yeah I definitely think he can offer a lot to this this West Brom team I also quite like the the defender Ajayi, he's a strong centre back. He's he's he offers aerial threats in the box. He's he's quite quite aggressive at corners. Likes to likes to challenge his opponent in the air. And yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential. Since I think he came from Rotherham, I think, and he he, he was a decent player at Rotherham. And I remember someone were looking at him at the time, and I was I was quite excited to see his name mentioned. But West Brom obviously got him, and yeah. He, I think he can kick on, really, uh, at West Brom. I definitely think he needs another partner alongside him. So I think West Brom need to look at maybe bringing someone in in that area. But they've also got experience from the Premier League. They've got Jake Livermore, who I don't think is a great player, but he's got that experience. And Kieran Gibbs as well, left-back. I definitely think Kieran Gibbs can can give a lot of uh, confidence to his teammates. And they've also got uh, Sam Johnston, who didn't get a chance last time when Aston Villa came up 
he's now the goalkeeper at West Brom. And I think it'll be nice to see if he can maybe prove prove that he's a decent Premier League goalkeeper. Obviously, he came in from the Manchester United Academy, so has got a lot of a lot of potential there to be obviously to come from a big club, and he's hopefully going to get his chance now at the big time. So yeah, I've gone for West Brom in 17th. And also, Charlie Austin. I forgot to mention Charlie Austin. I don't think Charlie Austin's the best striker, but he's played in the Premier League before. He's got that experience. And I think he can at least get 10 goals this season for this West Brom side. And hopefully, with the wingers around him, they can they can definitely chip in. So what, what what's your making of West Brom then, Theo? Do you think West Brom have enough to stay up this, year, this season? Yeah, I've, I've put them in 17th place myself as well. Um, and this sounds a bit stupid, but I, I think it'll be a comfortable 17th if, if there's anything, if you know what I mean. Um, I think their team's pretty good. I think they've they've made some good signings. They've obviously, I, I like Slavin Bilic as a manager. And yeah, I, I, there's goals in there. They've got a bit of a balance. And one of my, one of the players I, I like the most is Roman Sawyers. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, so he's a really, really good season, a uh, good player. And in my opinion, he's the reason why Brentford never went up. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a really good player. So I, I think he'll do well in the Premier League as well. And Charlie Austin, as you said, they've yeah. got a workhorse as well in Hal Robson Canyon as well. Yeah, yeah. Whether you think he's a goal scorer or not, he works hard. And today they've just signed, well, they've loaned, got, they've got Callum Robinson. Again, right. yeah, so yeah. they've got quite a lot of options. So I'm quite impressed with West Brom. I think, I think, I think maybe, I, th- I think they'll start the season quite strongly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's whether they can. Obviously, as we said, they they fell away towards the back end of the of the championship season, and they, I could see that happening again. I could see them tiring out maybe because Billich does play week in week out again. Similar teams, so it's whether they've got enough energy in the tank to keep going onto the end. So. They might start strong, but it's whether they can end strong as well. So I, I do think they could maybe slip into there. That's why I've put them 17th. I think they will have a good start, but they'll start to drop down a bit because other teams have got that experience and know how to keep their energy towards the end of the season as well. So yeah, that, that's that's fair enough. We've both gone for West Brom in 17th. So I'll let you kick it off with 16th then, Theo. Who have you got in 16th? I think this might be a little bit of a controversial one, but in 16th, mm-hmm. I've got Sheffield United. All right, okay. okay. Yeah. That's how Sheffield United achieved what they did last season mm-hmm. was so impressive. Mm-hmm. And I think they were, in my opinion, take away Liverpool, at times the most impressive team in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the style of football they play, the way they play, with, with relatively unfancy players was very impressive. Mm-hmm. It's just this season, second season syndrome, I, I really do fear for them. After the lockdown, they looked a shadow of the team who we'd, we'd come to know at the start of the, the Premier League. I don't think they've recruited well. I like the signing of Jaden Bogle from Derby. Yep. Uh, but of course, you've got Edna Stevens and Baldock, you know, mm-hmm. good, good fullback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've lost Henderson. I don't rate Ramsdale. Up front, David McGoldrick. I mean, he works his socks off, but. Yeah. He's not going to score more than a goal this season. Mm-hmm. McBurney, again, I don't see where the goals are going to come from. I'm a little bit worried about Sheffield United, really, mm-hmm. because I just feel like this would be the season where they should really kick on. But I just don't, I've not been impressed with the signings yet. If they get Rian Brewster, it's a lot of faith to be putting in a youngster. So I, I think 
I think this season it, it, it could be the one that it is a big struggle for them. But I think they've got mm. enough to stay up. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a Sheffield United fan and after last season you managed to stay up again, I, I think you'll be more than happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think, again, that as we said, their defence is better than their attack. So I think they're going to be hard to beat still. I, I do think the loss of Dean Henderson is going to be a, a slight hit on them. But I think Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale was unfortunate because I think he was facing a lot of shots for for when he was at Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth were very leaky in terms of their defence. I think they were easy to get past, and I think he was unfortunate to how many shots he did face. And I think that's that's really hampered him as a goalkeeper. Not really. Sh- it's almost like what happened with Jordan Pickford at Sunderland. Uh, I always relate to a Sunderland player, but I remember when Pickford was at Sunderland, he faced a lot of shots, and he got off to that big move to Everton. And it hasn't worked out for him since going to Everton. But I think when he was at Sunderland, he was like making a lot of saves because he was facing so many shots. And maybe that's the case with Ramsdale. And maybe that's why Sheffield United's taking their chance on him. But as we know, they, they've they done well with recruiting Henderson. So hopefully Ramsdale can provide similar similar abilities for them. They've also brought in Ethan Ampadu on loan. I think Ethan Ampadu is a decent sign and a, a decent cover option for them. I do rate... Chris Basham and John Egan. I, I really like John Egan as a defender. In my opinion, he, he just offers that. He's got that build that he offers that protection to Sheffield United. And uh, Jack O'Connell as well. I, I, I do quite like the centre-backs that they've got there. I do think Max Lowe's quite a good player to go for. I think he's going to challenge Enda Stevens for that spot at left-back. And I think Jaden Bogle's got that potential to become... The, the right back for them. I think George Baldock will start for them this season, but I think Bogle will come into the team later on for Sheffield United. So, yeah, and I, I also quite like Ollie Norburn. I, I really like him in central midfield as well. John Fleck. I thought John Fleck was quite an average player. When I seen him like at Sheffield United, I was like, oh, he's, he's not going to do much. I remember when he was at like the Rangers before and times gone by and I never really rated him, but he, he had a really good season for, for Sheffield United and I was quite impressed by him. I do think they're going to need some strength in an attack and uh, I think they do need to bring in a striker. Obviously, like some McBurney, Mousset, I don't think they're really offering much and obviously Billy Sharp's getting on now as well as Dave McGoldrick as well. So they're going to have to look for someone in the future to take that number nine spot. So yeah, that, that, that's fair enough to put them there but I, I think they're going, to, they're going to do slightly better. But I'll, I'll, I'll say where I think they're going to finish in a bit. So in 16th, I've... As I said, I went for Crystal Palace. But moving on to on to 15th, I've gone for Newcastle United. So, again, my my arch nemesis in Newcastle United. No bias here. Even though I hate them, I still think they're going to be safe. I think 15th is a fair position to put them. Obviously, they were expecting this massive buy-in from Saudi Arabia, and it didn't, didn't end up happening. It could still happen, but at the moment, it looks dead in the water at the moment. But they have brought in some good players recently. I do quite like the, the signing of Callum Wilson. I think Callum Wilson, for £20 million, because I remember when he was getting linked for Chelsea for £70 million. I thought it was, that was ridiculous, obviously. But I think for £20 million, for Newcastle to spend on someone like him, he's proven at this level, and I think that's, that's decent business. And like what Wilson and King were for Bournemouth, Joel Linton can find a spot next to Wilson, maybe do something similar what what they were doing what they used to do because when Joel Linton came into Newcastle, he came in from Hoffenheim and went when Joel Linton was at Hoffenheim, he always had someone alongside him. So I think someone like Wilson can improve his 
his his uh, scoring ability and give him some some confidence. I do think Ryan Fraser's a decent signing on a free, but I got him. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Fraser. Even he's a, he's he's a Scotsman and when he plays for Scotland, I never really feel that he offers that much. And I also went. When I was seeing him at Bournemouth, he, he had a poor season last season. Obviously, Bournemouth did go down, but he had a real drop-off. And, and I think maybe that's because he didn't get the movie he wanted. I remember likes at Arsenal were linked. And I bet Arsenal fans are, are happy that they didn't end up going for Fraser because it, it, it just shows that he kind of got in a bit of a strop. But I, I also think maybe he just kind of gave up in the end as well. And I think that, that doesn't really prove what player you are if you're, if you're willing to give up on your team. So, yeah, hopefully you can maybe do something. Well, not, not hopefully. I hope Newcastle do go down, but that, that, that's what I'm hoping. But I think he will give Newcastle something that they've not got at the moment because looking at the players, I, I do rate St. Maximum. I've got that I do rate Alan St. Maximum. I do think he's got a bit of an attitude, but I don't think that's always a bad thing. And I, I, I do think he can offer something. I really like Jamal Lascelles. I think he's a decent centre-back. And I do rate Dubrovka as well in goals. I think Dubrovka's actually a very underrated keeper in the Premier League. I think he's going to offer quite safe hands for Newcastle. They've also brought in Jamal Lewis from Norwich as well. Jamal Lewis came in, I think, yesterday. I think it was announced that he had signed. And so, yeah, I think that's good cover for left-back because considering they've had likes of Paul Dummett before, I think Jamal Lewis is a major upgrade in that department. So, yeah, I think he's going to offer offer decent support. And I also like Fabian Scher as well. I think he's a decent centre-back as well. So, yeah. Um, I've put them 15th. But Theo, what, what's your opinions on Newcastle and where have you put them? I've put them a place above. So I've gone for, obviously, West Ham at 15th, as we've right. talked about. <laughs> and I've gone for Newcastle at, at 14th. <laughs> I agree. I think it's going to be... I've been quite impressed with Newcastle's signings this season. I don't think they're, they're going to have the, the, the Papa Cisa and Cisse and Dembabai years that the, the fans uh, have been a little bit excited about. But I have been impressed with their business. For once, mm-hmm. Newcastle's transfer business has been impressive. And I like the signing of Jeff Hendrick as well. I think he's, mm, a, he's a yeah. decent, decent mm-hmm. free agent. And Jamal, Jamal Lewis. I think Newcastle will do all right. I think Newcastle will do okay. I think whether Steve Bruce will last the full season will be an yeah. interesting question mm-hmm. because it seems like they're going in a little bit of a, dire- a different direction. And of course, with Eddie Howe being out of job and so many Bournemouth connections, one wonders maybe if it's if it's only an amount of time. But I think mm-hmm. Newcastle got enough in them to, to be okay. And I do think that the future is looking, if they can have one consistent season for once, it's looking a little bit brighter for Newcastle than what they've had in the past couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think with Newcastle, I I think Bruce deserves to give be given another season. I'm not a big fan of his tactics. You've had him as a coach. Well, Birmingham have had him as a coach, and Sunderland have. Um, so we've we've seen Steve Bruce up close as a as a manager. I think when he gets when he's got a goal scorer, and I think that's the thing with Cal Molson. I think Cal Molson will offer some goals. I think the times will be good for Newcastle because I remember when the time when Bruce was at Sunderland, he, he had Darren Bent up front. We had Darren Bent. And Dan and Bent was on fire for that 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 first season for us, and and he really kicked us on. So maybe Wilson can do the same at Newcastle, and I think I think they've got brighter times ahead. I do think Mike Ashley obviously is lo- looking to sell the club, and they're not going to spend huge amounts of money. But they've they've spent good money on Jamal Lewis and and Callum Wilson. I I don't think Newcastle can be too unhappy with the business that they've done. 
I think that's decent enough business. I do think they need someone in central central midfield. I do like I don't mind Jeff Hendrick on 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 a free agent. That's that's decent business. But I do think they need someone else. I think John Joe Shelfie is a bit past it now. I've always thought John Joe Shelfie has always been overrated. But what I've always thought is that they do need to look for a, a, a replacement maybe because he is kicking on a bit. So. I seen you look to to have disagreed with that with that comment, then Theo. What, what, do you think Shelby's not overrated? Oh, overrated and underrated. I don't think he's he's ever been too over. I think maybe when he was at Liverpool, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Shelby. I think right. he. I think he's all right on his days. He's mm-hmm. he technically Shelby's awesome. I, I thought um, he was. I thought he was overrated at Swansea. Is when I thought he was overrated. I thought he was given a lot of plaudits at Swansea. And a lot of people were like, oh, he should be making a big move. And then Newcastle bought him and it was like, Yeah, I, I just, I know, I know, I see what, I do agree with what you're saying. I do think they need mm-hmm. someone else in mm-hmm. the midfield. The Longstaff boy is pretty good. Bentaleb didn't yeah. really work. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, what Newcastle probably end up doing is just sticking Matt Ritchie there because it seems like Matt Ritchie can do absolutely anything and play anything. <laughs> yeah, true. That, I, I don't think I don't think Shelby. I think he is sometimes a little bit overhyped, but I think Shelby's a on his day. He, he's a he's a reasonably decent player. Mm, yeah, when he has I, his day. When he has his day, and th- and that's the thing. It's when he has his day. It's it's not very often, as you said. So yeah, I, I do think they're going to have to think about think about someone in that central midfield. I'm trying to think the, who else they've got in, in there. Um, as you said, the long staff guys, uh, Sean and Matty, they're in there at the moment. Almoron as well. forgot to mention Almoron. He's now, he, he was decent at Atalanta, but I don't think he's really, really found a home at the moment at Newcastle. And maybe it's, maybe it's a language barrier. Maybe it's, he's not struggling to, struggling to fit in at the club. So maybe he needs to think about what he's doing. And yeah, I think, I think it's going to, they, they definitely need someone in that midfield. I'm looking at it now, and Hayden's the only other one that I've not mentioned there. And he, he's, he's okay, but he's nothing special. So I definitely think they need someone more box to box to look for. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they can do. But yeah, I've put them 15th, and, you, and you've put them 14th as well. So, as you said, you've put West Ham 15th and Newcastle 14th. I've gone for 14th, I've gone for Leeds United. So, I don't like Leeds United, I've never really liked the club as a whole just because of their past history of, of being Dirty Leeds is their nickname for a lot of clubs. A lot of clubs think they're obviously they're, them roots of Don Revy and in those days with, with uh, Billy Bremner chopping people's legs off. So yeah, I just, you look back at those old videos and you're just like, or like the old DVDs and they were pretty brutal Leeds United. Mm. But looking at it now, they've got a top class manager in Marcelo Bielsa. I, I really like Marcelo Bielsa. I remember when he was at Athletic Bilbao uh, when I went across a couple of times. And yeah, he, he just, he was a very interesting guy, Bielsa. And he's never really, obviously they've had this thing of Spygate in the past. And I, I, I do think though, when you look at it, like a lot of clubs, because a lot of clubs in Spain, they have their open training sessions. And I think maybe got maybe a bit, I think maybe putting a guy outside the gates spying was a bit odd, which w- was a bit cheeky of them. But, I think that's the thing. A lot of Spanish clubs have open training sessions and they, they watch each other's teams. So yeah, I, I think maybe he got a bit confused with that. But yeah, as you said, I think he's a really good manager. He knows his tactics well. And they, they also won the league last year comfortably, won the championship. I do like Calvin Phillips in midfield. I think he's a really good player. And it's good to see that Gareth Southgate's noticed that as well, bringing him into the England squad. I also, 
I, I don't really rate Bamford up front, but they've brought in... <laughs> you and me both dislike Bamford a lot and don't rate him as a striker. And they've brought in Rodrigo. I, I, I think Rodrigo's a decent striker. I don't think he's special, but I think he's decent enough. And he proved, he's proven it in La Liga before for Valencia. He's proven that he's a goal scorer. I think it was only a couple of seasons ago, ago he got around about 20, over 20 goals in that season. So yeah, I think I think Leeds United that it'll be interesting to see how they get on, but I've not I've not predicted them too high. A lot of people are predicting them top ten and I'm just like, we need to chill over them. They're a newcomer to the to the league and I personally think they've they've got a they're gonna have a season where they're gonna probably just I think between eleventh and fourteenth they could finish anywhere in between then, but I, I've gone for fourteenth, I think that's a decent position to put them and I, I definitely think that's where I'm. That's where I'm going for them. Other players they've brought in: Helder Costa. They've brought him in on a permanent from Wolves. He's a decent player. Robin Cock. I really rate Robin Cock. I think he's a decent player from Freiburg, who they brought them in from. He was linked to a lot of big clubs, but for 11 million, I think that's really good business, especially because they couldn't get Ben White, which was a shame because I think he would have really proven to be a really good centre back in this league. And as we mentioned before, Theo Meslier. He was in our Future Stars team, and I definitely think he's got a lot to prove, and hopefully he can get a chance for Leeds. But yeah, I think they've got, they've got, they've, they're definitely comfortable at staying up. I think they've got that potential to do that. And yeah, I, I've I've gone for 14th. But what what do you make of Leeds, and do you think they can really kick on, or, or what's your opinion of them for their first year back in the Premier League? I've I've put Leeds to finish 10th this season. I, I think Leeds have have got. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa is obviously a, a really good manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have put Leeds to finish 20th if they hadn't signed Rodrigo because mm-hmm. Patrick Bramford is absolutely awful, as we've, mm-hmm. just, we've just touched on, but I won't, I won't get too deep into that. Mm-hmm. There's not much to say. But I think Leeds, Leeds I've really been impressed with their recruitment. They're in talks with a lad from Dino Zagreb as well uh, at centre back, and also I've been quite impressed with the the fact they've been uh, linked with Rodrigo De Paul, and we've talked about him quite a lot. And if they get the Paul, I think that's a game changer. But yep. also just just their midfield in general. I like Phillips. I like Pablo Hernandez. I like Click Matthias Click. Yeah, I like Matthias Click. Yeah. I think they've got a nice they've got a nice team, and I think they've got a team who who can, can do well in the Premier League. And just a little shout-out for a player who I'm, I'm quite happy is in the Premier League now, Luke Ayling. I think Luke Ayling's been a fantastic servant of the club, and I think Luke Ayling's been brilliant. He's been absolutely brilliant for Leeds from the moment he signed for them. And I'm, I'm, quite, I'm, I'm very pleased for him that he's in the, he's in the Premier League because I've always watched him and I thought, you know what, he's a good player, that Luke Ayling. So yeah. I think Leeds will do OK, and I'm looking forward to having them back in the Premier League because I'm fed up with them in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're one of those clubs that have always flattered to deceive. And I definitely think they can do well, but I think 10th is a bit generous in my opinion. But as we said, they could finish anywhere. We never know. They're an unknown quantity, I think, in this league. And uh, I'll be interested to see how they get on. And I was going to mention Pablo Hernandez, but I think Pablo Hernandez with him, he is getting a bit on now. He's, he's 35 years old, so he's not... He's nothing. He's not a spring chicken, so I think Leeds need to notice that. If can you imagine though? If I, I think that would be quite interesting. Could you imagine though if Leeds went for someone like Pablo Fernandes? I think that would be quite interesting because I, I think when you I, I see Pablo Hernandez and Pablo Fernandes, I, I, I see similar players in terms of styles. They're quite similar styles, and I think that, shout that that would be a decent signing for someone yeah. like Leeds. And I definitely think West Ham would sell because West Ham are 
quite silly in my opinion in the transfer market. And I, I think they would definitely definitely look to themselves. But as you mentioned, if they could sign someone like Rodrigo De Paul, I think that would be a as you said, a game changer. And I, I would think they would kick on slightly more if they had him in their ranks. Definitely. Jack Harrison is also coming in. I think Jack Harrison on alone again. I think he's decent enough and hopefully he can maybe show his ability. And Tyler Roberts up front. I think Tyler Roberts has got a, a bright future ahead of him. He's only 21, so hopefully he can uh, chip in with a few goals next season. So yeah, I definitely think maybe a, an upgrade at left back. Alioski's okay, but he's a converted winger. And they've got Barry Douglas and, and Stuart Dallas there who, who aren't anything special personally. Um, so maybe look at an upgrade at left back. Oh, don't, tell, uh, don't tell Erling Haaland that. Who, Ellen Haaland? Oh, well, he's I born there, isn't he? So No, no, he, he, um, he, he swapped shirts with uh, Stuart Dallas. He, oh, did he? He, he made a beeline for him after the Norway game. Oh, like, really? Oh. All right, fair enough. Maybe, maybe, maybe their dads know each other because his dad didn't... He, didn't his dad play at Leeds? Because is, uh, is, is he born at Leeds? I thought he was born in Leeds. He's oh, born in Leeds, but yes. I don't know where, who Stuart Dallas thinks he's the big time now. Oh, maybe maybe Dallas has got uh, maybe his dad maybe their dads know each other or something like that. You never know. <laughs> maybe they're family friends. They never ping know. pong with each other back in the day. <laughs> ping pong back in the day. Uh, can you imagine? No, that's <laughs> that's fair enough, mate. So yeah, I've gone for Leeds at fourteenth, but you've put them slightly higher at tenth. So who have you gone for thirteenth then, Theo? Thirteenth, I've gone for the most attractive football team in the country, which is Burnley. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I think Burnley um, will stay up, and it does. I, in my opinion, I don't think Burnley need to even bother doing any business in the in the transfer market because year on year they still have the same players. But yeah, Burnley have got they've got a good goalkeeper and a good defence. Mm-hmm. They've got a good midfield, and they've got a good strike force. So Burnley are bang average, and again every season defensively solid. Nick points at places. And, and for me, what m- makes Burnley so special is that against Palace or, or teams in the bottom six, Burnley win those games. They, they beat the teams around them and, and they do so quite comfortably. And Sean Dyche is a good manager as well. So Burnley, yeah, not a place you want to go. Not a place, a football stadium you ever visit. If you're doing an A to Z of football stadiums in Britain, just tick that one off because believe me, you don't want to visit. Tough tough poor. <laughs> oh, it's not, poor. Is it poor? Is it poor? You literally, it's like walking down your local high street, charity shop, charity shop, Greg's, Turf Moor. Is it really? <laughs> wow. I've, I've never been to Turf Moor and I'm, I'm not intending to go there very much. But as you said, Nick Pope, I think Nick Pope's a, a, a decent keeper. And I do think he's been flattered with big, big transfer fees, but I, I do like him as a, as a goalkeeper. I think he's a solid enough keeper and he's got a long long career ahead of him still. He's only 28, so he's still got a decent number of years ahead of him as a goalkeeper. I also, obviously, if they lose Tarkovsky, they're going to have to look for a, a replacement, but I definitely think they can, can find someone else around. I definitely think there's players to, to be had. Maybe someone like Chris Smolin might be an option if they sold someone like Tarkovsky. Smolin might be a good shout. Uh, Twan Zebi as well. Uh, he's lacking game time at Man United might be a good shout. But yeah, there's players around that they could, could definitely target. Ben Mee, I think Ben Mee's a a really good captain. I think he really offers quite a lot to this this Burnley side, and I definitely think he's he's going to be there for for really to end his career now. I don't see him moving on at all. As you said, they've not got many exciting players. The the two exciting players I'd say is on their wings. Good Munson, I think he's been underrated for a number of years. He is 
29, so he isn't too young. But I think he's he's definitely offers something that they'd lack. And also on the left wing, they've got Dwight McNeil, the young 20-year-old, and I think he's exciting. And he really is the one real exciting player that I definitely could see for going for big money in the future. I definitely think he, he, he'll step up to a top team in the future. But yeah, hopefully he can kick on and score some goals. And as you said, they've got they've got the the brute strikers up top, Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. Uh, so they'll offer them a decent amount of goals, fifteen probably fifteen ten each. So that yeah, they'll they'll get the goals for Burnley to keep them up. So yeah, as you said, you've put them thirteenth, and guess where I've put them thirteenth. <laughs> so yeah, we've both put them thirteenth. So yeah, good good shouts there, Theo. And yeah, we've we've both gone for them there. So moving on, in twelfth. So I've gone for Brighton. So I've gone for Brighton. Why I've gone for Brighton, I, I really like Graham Potter. I think he's a good manager. He obviously had that obviously time in Sweden with Östersunds, got them higher up in the Europa League, further further in the, that competition, and made that move to Swansea. And he really kicked on at Swansea and, and got his managerial chance at Brighton. And I definitely think when I look at Potter, he's trying to advance this team into something else than just staying in the Premier League. I think they've they've gone from step by step, I think, getting better each year. But I definitely think they need to be bringing in some younger talent, especially on their wings. I definitely think they need to bring in more talent on their wings and at fullback. They've got the likes of, they've brought in players such as Joel Veltman from Ajax. I think Joel Veltman's a decent enough player. Obviously, Ajax have had so many good players, but I think he's been always a solid player for them. And what I what I think that they've got now is obviously a good defence. Is they've got Lewis Dunk on a long term contract, five years, five year contract, and they've also got Ben White as well. I think Ben White has got a lot of potential, and I'm excited to see where he can go in his career. Really, I'm really excited, and I think with Veltman, White, and Dunk, I think they've got a solid defence. And Matty Ryan in goals, Matty Ryan is going to offer you a decent protection in goals. So yeah, I'm interested to see how they get on. They've also brought in Adam Lallana, also on a free agent. I think that's a really good pickup on a free. And I definitely think hopefully they can kick on with him as well in their side. They've lost Adam Moy. Uh, he's going to the Chinese League. And I definitely think that's a weird choice for his career. And they've not got much <laughs> attacking threat. I think they need to be looking, as I said, wingers or, or maybe another striker to partner Neil Mopai. And Neil Mopai is a good player, but they need to some they need to have someone up there. To, to partner him because he, he's not going to be able to bully defenders at all. He's more of a quick player. He, he likes to get on the counter. So they're going to de- de- definitely look for, have to look for another player up there or players on their wings. So yeah, I've gone for Brighton in 12th, but where have you put Brighton then, Phil? I have gone for Brighton in 12th as well. Yeah, oh, right. I, I, yeah. I think that's a sensible decision, really. I like Brighton's team defensively, as you said, Ben White. Mm-hmm. Dan Byrne and Lewis Dunk's good. Good goalkeeper, good fullbacks. They've got Leonardo Trossard as well. Oh, yeah, Trossard, yeah. exceptional player. Yeah. I've seen him live and he's really good. Yeah. And I like them up front. I like the lad um, Connolly. I think he's a bit of yeah. A, yeah, uh, a bright spark. And also Alexis McAllister. Add Lalana to that with Pascal Gross and Brighton have got a good yeah. team. Yeah. One thing I would ask Brighton to do is, is uh, terminate the contract of Solly March. He's the most pointless player since Charles Zogbia. Oh, um, <laughs> so I would get rid of him. But yeah, I'm expecting a nice season for Brighton. And I'm looking forward to watching them in the first game against um, Chelsea, actually. Mm, yeah, uh, as you said, Pascal Gross is a, 
I think he's a really good player. I remember, I remember, I think I did watch him. I think I remember going to Colne versus Ingolstadt years back, and he was playing for Ingolstadt when they got relegated from the Bundesliga. And I remember watching him, and he never really made an impact. But I remember when he was linked, I was like, oh, he's he's at Ingolstadt. I must have watched him. And then I see I was start watching him for Brighton. And I was like, he's a good player. He's a really good player, Pascal Gross, and I definitely think he's he's got a lot of ability on him, and hopefully he can can maybe really kick on at Brighton. They've got a really good obviously team there with Lalana and and uh, and Gross, and I think Basuma as well. Eves Basuma still there. Hopefully he can. He's still quite young, so he's got a lot of ability left. But again, as I said. Connolly, I think Connolly's good, but I think they do need to be bringing in maybe a, a right winger and to replace Yakimbash. He's not really done anything since he's gone in there and they, they need to be bringing in maybe a right winger and maybe another striker to be a bit more of a, not a Glenn Murray type, but almost like what Glenn Murray was, a bit of a bigger player to be in there. Someone to offer a bit of protection to Mopai and Connolly. So yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do. But as you said, you've put Brighton 12th and we've both gone for them in 12th position. So that's where we think we're gonna, they're going to finish. So who have you put in 11th then, Theo? In 11th, I've gone for Southampton. Right. Yeah. Southampton, they finished the season quite nicely. But the, there's two main reasons I've, I've put Southampton in 11th, and that's Danny Ings and Hassan Hutal. Danny Ings is the, the best English striker in the Premier League at the moment. And Hasan Hootel is one of the best managers in the Premier League. So I'm impressed with Southampton, I think, as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what he's done there. Defensively, they're, they're pretty good. Goalkeeper-wise, I think he's got a nice nice choice there. He's got uh, Alex McCarthy, who's always been solid. And I think he's been a very underappreciated goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Angus Gunn. So strike-wise as well, uh, the, the partnership between... Che Adams and, and Shane Long, uh, Shane Long, legend Shane Long, <laughs> um, Danny Ings and Che Adams towards the end of the season was was really looking looking quite nice. Redmond's a good player. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing Southampton this season. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna have another strong season. Yeah, as you said, I've I've rated Hassan Hootel for a while. He was at uh, uh, RB Leipzig and teams like that. So he's he's been in teams that have a lot had a lot of big transitions. And I think this is the time where we're going to see Southampton transition a lot from a team that was struggling. I think under the likes of what was his name again? What was the Spanish coach called again at the time? Pe- was it Pellegrino? Or? It was Pe- Pellegrino. Greeno, yeah. Greeno, yeah. And I remember when he went and he was really, he really struggled. And a lot of people thought, oh, he's going to be the next Pochettino. And he was like completely opposite. So they, they've really struggled since a few years back. But I, as you said, they've got good options. Angus Gunn and Alex McCarthy in goals. I do rate them. I really like Jan Bednarak at centre-back, the, the Polish lad. I, I do rate him. And they've also brought in, obviously had Yannick Vestergaard, who's not really done much since he's gone there. But they've brought in Mohamed Salaisu from Real Valladolid and he had a really good year for, for a Valladolid side and I'm excited he's 21 and I'm really excited to see where his career can end up I think he's got a lot of potential in terms of left back I definitely think they need to be looking at a replacement for Ryan Bertrand obviously when we're talking about these teams we're going to look into them in more detail in later episodes we're going to look look at replacing some of these players but I do definitely think they need a new left back there they've obviously lost Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, and he's gone to Spurs now. Uh, so I definitely think they need to look for a replacement. But I, I, I really like James Ward-Prowse and Stuart Armstrong. I think they're decent enough players. They're decent decent Premier League players. And I think 
if they can add maybe someone else in there, they can really benefit from maybe having that little bit of quality coming into their side. Nathan Redman, I think Nathan Redman's always been a, a solid option and he's he's worth keeping around. Buffal as well, I think he he's still got an, op, uh, an opportunity, I think. And hopefully, I, th- I think he turned out a lot of more appearances last year. Um, so hopefully he can maybe kick on because he's still only 26. So he's, he's, he's still got a lot of time. And as you said, Che Adams up front with Danny Ings. I don't think you've got, I think they're really good options to have. Danny Ings is still only 28 and Che Adams is, is mid, mid-20s. mid So they've still got a lot of lot of time in their careers to, to really see the Southampton team grow. So yeah, if they can bring in maybe a couple of more, maybe a, a right winger, as we said, they've, they've also got Gineppo who came in last year, but he, he was injured quite a lot last season. So hopefully he can get less injured. And hopefully we can see can see what ha- can happen with him. What we can do is we'll, we'll we'll have a look at maybe some other teams in the future, and we'll we'll discuss that further regarding Southampton. But yeah, I definitely think easy enough to say that they're going to finish up and around there. I've put them tenth, but you've gone for eleventh, so that that that's good options there. So yeah, that that's where we think they're going to finish. In terms of tenth, you went for Leeds United, as you mentioned. So who have who have you gone for at ninth then, Theo? Ninth, I've gone for Leicester. Okay. Yeah, I think this is the... I think Leicester are a team on, on the decline, really. Mm-hmm. I don't really see them strengthening. I think they rely a lot on Jamie Vardy. And I think that their most consistent performer is is Kasper Schmeichel, the, the goalie, really. And I don't really see where the goals are going to come from. Madison dried up. Halfway through the season, mm. Harvey Barnes is okay. Murray Gray, no. In the middle, Tielmans and Prayer, yeah, not really. Indeed, he does a good job, mm-hmm. but I think Rogers has got a real season on his hands. To be honest, I think they're going to struggle a little. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think they've still got something in them. I think Rogers is a good enough manager to bring out the best in that squad. I don't think they're going to have as good of a season as they did before. Jamie Vardy's obviously getting that older, but they've kept James Madison. I think James Madison's a, a decent player to to really kick on. I think he's had a down year this year, but I definitely think he can revive his form even more so and hopefully get get some regular regular assists and goals and hopefully can help produce a wee bit more. Harvey Barnes, I think, has got a lot of potential and I, I'm excited to see what he can do in a, a second season. And yeah, as you mentioned, uh, well, I think Cashworth Michael is is a safe pair of hands, though, and I think that's going to keep them keep them up and around there. I definitely think they could have a drop off, but I, I I've put them in eighth. I've put them in eighth, and I've I've gone for an interesting one at ninth. I, I've gone for Spurs. You may you may think that that's a bit low for Tottenham Hotspur, and. I will agree, I've put them a bit lower, but I think Jose Mourinho, I, I don't rate him as a manager now. I think he really is having a drop-off in his managerial career. And I definitely think their team's having a slight drop-off now. I'm looking at their team and I, I think they've got decent enough players but uh, in terms of up front. But in terms of defence, I really think they're going to struggle. They've only got Alderweireld, Tanganga, Juan Foyf and David Sanchez at centre-back at the moment. And that's not enough. They need someone else there, in my opinion. They need another centre-back. Uh, in there, I think all the is good, but I don't think Sanchez has ever been consistent enough. Hugo, Hugo Lloris, I think, is also having a, a bit, bit of a drop off now. He's he's getting older, so I, I think they're going to struggle in terms of not struggle, but until they replace some some of them key positions, 
I think they're going to slightly drop, have a have a more drop off position, and they're not looking to spend loads of money at the moment. Obviously, they've spent big money on the stadium, uh, over a billion pounds. I think it was it was it was estimated at. I think, which is a substantial amount of money. So they're going to have to look to to not spend as much in the transfer market. They've brought in. I do rate the signing of Matt Doherty from Wolves. I I do really like Matt Doherty. I think he's an upgrade on Serge Aurier. But I'm looking at left back as well, Ben Davies. I don't I don't think he's good enough to be honest for a Tottenham type side now. And Danny Rose is almost out the door. He's been phased out a lot, and and they're not really bringing in anyone there. Eric Dyer, I, I don't rate personally either. And Deli Ali's he's really had a big drop off in the last couple of seasons. I think that that diving must have must have made him <laughs> maybe maybe get a bit ahead of himself in thinking how good he was as a footballer and it kind of showed him up a bit and maybe that's that's affected affected his performances. I do also I really like Indombele but uh, uh, Mourinho's Mourinho's really not really used him enough and I think that's that's sad to say and also really like Giovanni Lascelles but I, I don't think he, he can do it all on his own. Harry Winks is a good enough player and Hoiberg they've brought in, but whether they need Hoiberg, I don't know if they needed him. I think they need someone else a bit better than Hoiberg personally. I don't think he's anything above what Southampton had him at. So yeah, I've 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 put them in ninth and I've put Leicester in eighth. But what's your making of Spurs then, Theo? Yeah, I don't think Spurs are going to have a brilliant season, but I haven't gone for, for ninth. I've put Spurs at sixth. Right. Um, simply because of the, the players they've got, you've got to think that they're going to turn it on at, at least okay. uh, occasionally. I do think defensively they're weak. The signing of Doherty is good, but it's not mm-hmm. maybe exactly what they need. But they've got a, a fantastic goalkeeper. They've got goals in Harry Kane. They've got a very good player in S- Steven Bergwin, mm-hmm. who obviously yeah. played quite well last yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Agreed about Ndombele. I don't know why he's not starting. Um, and that, that is obviously down to Mourinho. But there's the main thing. Mourinho did really well with Spurs last season. They were 14th in the league. Ended yep. up finishing 6th. Mm-hmm. And with the Europa League as well, they, they may they may have a bit of a push. Lacelso is a good player. Yeah, yes. I think maybe this is the season he, he cracks on. So I think ninth. it's not unrealistic. Yeah. It's, in the it's, it, it might be a bit harsh. I think I, I was a wee bit harsh with Spurs. But I just think... I'd, I think there's good teams in there. I think the signings that people have made really show that they've, there's other teams in there that definitely deserve their spot in, in, the, top, in the top eight. And yeah, uh, as, as I said, I put Le- Leicester could have a drop-off season, but it's hard to call, I think. These, the, the top nine was hard to call, in my opinion, especially in terms of... The, well, the teams in between fifth and ninth, actually, were hard to, to, to make a decision on. But yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, Spurs could finish anywhere in there but I've put them in ninth but yeah anyway I think I think that's that's a good way to leave it off I, as you said Lloris is a good goalkeeper do you think Lloris is finished I think I think he's a bit finished personally no no way Lloris is in the top five goalkeepers in the world mm. the the only thing that stops him is he makes one too many high profile clangers but mm-hmm. Lloris is in that bridge between exceptional and world-class. He'll never be world-class, but he's exceptional. And he's 30 years old. I'm a big fan of Hugo Lloris. I think he's been an awesome servant of the club. Well, he's he's 33, but he's not 30 years old. He's 33. Well, three years, I know, but three years, you think, for a goalkeeper, he's still got three foot. I reckon he's still got three foot. 
Yes. I think he's got maybe a couple more seasons in them and they need to look for a replacement. But as you mentioned, they make high-profile clangers and that, that costs, in my opinion, that does cost them as a team, though. I do think they need to maybe look for a goalkeeper personally. But maybe ninth is a bit harsh, but yeah, I, I've, I've gone for there for, to finish ninth. I've, I've got Leicester at eighth, but who have you got at eighth then, Theo? At eighth, I've gone for, uh, for Wolves. Right. Yeah. Which I think is probably a realistic position for where for where Wolves are at. Yeah. They've obviously lost Doherty, which mm-hmm. is a big loss for Wolves. They I heard today they're in talks for Alex Tellers as well, which which would be a, a decent signing. Yeah. But you can't you can't take anything away from Wolves. They're obviously going to finish top half because of the players they've got. They've got a fantastic manager who, in my opinion, is is him and Nagelsmann are the the number number one contenders for the Man City job when Guardiola leaves next season. Mm. Yeah, Wolves are a cracking cracking side. I'm a bit surprised with some of their signings. The signing of the the lad from Porto, 18 yeah. years old, Fabio Silva, is an interesting one. I don't. There's not many players I've never heard of, but he he's one of them. And I do think they need to strengthen their team because again, if Jimenez gets injured. Diogo Yota went off the boil last season. Yeah. Neto is, is, is young. Traore is not a goal scorer. I think they'll create chances, but I'm not sure if, if they've got someone who can always put them away. Yeah. So Wolves are eighth, but if they've got someone maybe more experienced up front yeah. to score... Well, that, well, that Fabio Silva, we'll never know what Fabio Silva can offer. He might, he, they've brought him in for 36 million, so that's a big chunk of money to put on him. But as we mentioned, he's an unknown quantity. You never know. He might he might end up kicking on in behind in behind Val Jimenez. Maybe he can maybe he can offer something. They also brought Markel Markal in from Leon uh, as well. I don't think he's that good, but I definitely think that's decent cover at left back. It'd be interesting if they, I, I don't know why they bring him in and Telez though. If I would have brought Telez in instead of Markal, I don't don't know why they've done that. Then if they're linked with Alex Telez, but as you mentioned, Wolves, I, I do really rate. The manager, what's his name again? <laughs> so keep Nuno. Nuno, yeah. Nuno Espirito Santo, that's it. Um, I, I was just needing to re- rekindle my memory there. Yeah, Nuno, I think Nuno's a good coach. We'll, we'll have to do an episode. I remember me- I mentioned this before, Theo. We need to do an episode on, on the top young managers coming through at some point because there, there's a lot out there that, that definitely could make the step up in the next few years to, to some of the biggest clubs in, in world football. And definitely Nuno's definitely up there. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. I do think the loss of Doherty is going to be a slight hit on them. I definitely think he was a stalwart in that team and they, they definitely need to look for a replacement at right back for for them. So, yeah, I definitely think Wolves, I've, I've put them in seventh. I put Wolves in seventh. I, I do think they'll they'll have a good season, but they'll, or they'll, I don't know, is it top seven, get, is it seventh, the seventh get Europa League football? Or I'm not entirely sure, but I think sometimes they do depending on the cup the cup results, I think. I think it's it's dependent on the cup, the cup results of uh, the FA and the, the Carabao Cup as well. So yeah, I've put Wolves seventh, and I definitely think that's a fair position. You've put them eighth, so yeah, uh, that that's a decent position. Anyway, who have you gone for seventh then? Because I've I've put Wolves. So who have you gone? Seventh, I've gone for Everton. Right. Okay. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of Everton. Um, yeah. I've gone for I've gone for seventh because you know. You'd like to think that with some of the signings they've made, such as Allen and Ducure, you know, and they've, they've got they've got a Richarlison, um, they've got quality, and they've got Angelotti as coach. It's yeah. just I still don't fancy Everton to 
even be competitive with the top six this season. I don't like the signing of James Rodriguez. There's a reason yeah, he's been passed around every club in Europe and has ended up at Everton. And that's not because of Ancelotti, it's because of money, obviously, but it's because no one wants James Rodriguez. I mean, the fact that Bayern Munich touched him, he looked all right for Bayern, but they didn't want him. Real Madrid last season, they didn't want him. James Rodriguez, if, if he can perform for Everton and refine yeah. his form, they've got one heck of a player. Yeah. It's just, I feel like for me personally, I'd rather have had kept Sigurdsson and gone for someone up front. I think they needed to replace Gilfie Sigurdsson, in my opinion. They did need to replace him. Whether I would have went James Rodriguez is, is questionable, but I, I think James... So I've, I've gone Feverin at sixth, just breaking into, into the top six. I think Ancelotti's a, a good enough as a manager to get them that position. I think they've, they've got... The players they've brought in, I really rate Alan. I, I, do, I do quite like Alan that they brought in from Napoli. I think he's a solid player, and I think the addition of him really will be a benefit to, to Everton. They've not really had a centre defensive midfielder since Adrissa Gay left. Obviously, Gabaman came in, but he got injured and he's been out of the team. They've also got, I, I do like Andre Gomez. I think he's a decent uh, central midfielder. And they've brought in Dakuri as well. And I don't rate Dakuri that highly, but I think he's he's decent enough for, for this Everton side. And as you said, if I think if James can find his form, I think they've got, as he said, one heck of a player. Because in my opinion, when you look at the front line, they've got Richarlison up there. They've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin. They might, have, they could have probably done someone on the right wing, but they've got Alex Awobi to come in into that team as well. So I definitely think they could have maybe improved on upon an, on the right wing. But I think someone like James Rodriguez, for, for the money they've paid, I think it was only... 20 odd million was it or something like that so for the money wages though wages wages is high you've got to admit wages are going to be high but I I think it it is worth it in the end if if they're backed by a billionaire by Mashiri Father Mashiri so if you've got the money you may as well go for someone like Hamas Rodriguez it's going to get people off their seats uh, when they're back in stadiums obviously they're not they're not back in stadiums yet but when they're when they're back in stadiums when you see Hamas Rodriguez you're going to be excited on what he can produce for this Everton side and I'm excited to see where Everton can go with them I definitely think they need updates in the in the defence I look at their centre-backs, Michael Keane, he's okay, but he's nothing special. Mason Holgate, he's, he's, he's a young and upcoming player. And Jordan Pickford's had a real drop-off, and he really needs to find his form again that he did back in the World Cup, Jordan Pickford. He, he really needs, since then, he's not, never really looked the same. And I definitely think he needs to, to improve sooner rather than, rather than later. But yeah, I've, I've put them sixth. Who did you... Who did you say? In, did you put them in seventh, didn't you? Um, Everton seventh. Yeah, you've put Everton seventh. So who have you gone for? Uh, oh, you've gone for Spurs at six, wasn't it? Yeah, so you've gone for Spurs at six, Everton at seventh. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm excited to see what can happen with ev- this Everton side. But as you, as you said, seventh, I don't think is a, a bad position to put them. As we said, this this fifth to, to ninth could have been any any team really well any of these teams that we've mentioned it, it's quite an exciting league and I'm excited to see where it can go anyway who have you put at fifth then to you fifth I have gone for Arsenal yeah, uh, yeah. and I think I think that would resemble a really good season for Arsenal I would yeah. um, I've, I've been quite impressed with their transfer business obviously William Gabriel mm-hmm. Sabalos on loan although mm-hmm. I don't like Sabalos but it's still a good signing 
I think they've got a nice defence coming along. They've got a good yep. goalkeeper, decent midfield, cracking attack. I'm really excited to see Pepe, Saka and Aubameyang next season. Willian as well. That's going to be really good. I just think they've just... I think they're just missing just that little extra spark to push for top four. But I think they'll give it a good go this season. And I, I think fifth is, will be a really good season for Arsenal as well. Now, I think yeah. going forward, they're, they're looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I've put them in fifth as well. I think that's a, that's a fair position to put them. I also am excited by their attack. Aubameyang is, I think... I'm not sure. Did he sign a contract in the end, or or what? What's the situation? Not yet, but I think he is. It yeah. looks like he is, and I think that's as we said in the Arsenal episode. I said I would sell a Bamiang if you're not going to get him on a contract, but if you can get him tied down to a contract, I definitely think he's a player that you Arsenal can't live without. His goals are are something else. They 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 offer so much to this team. Pepe hopefully can kick on more. He looked good towards the end of the season. Remember that watching the FA Cup, he, he really was running rings around Marcus Alonso, and I definitely think he's he's got yeah he's got a lot of potential still in him. And I definitely think I I, I like the also the signing obviously Gabriel as you mentioned, but Saliba as well. He's coming in the young nineteen year old French centre back as well. He is very young, but he is quite experienced. That he's played a couple of seasons for Saint Etienne. So I'm excited to see what he can do as well. They've got a decision to make. There's links with Martinez to leaving goals. Obviously, they've got Bernd Leno and Martinez. You'd want to keep them both around, but who would you choose then out of those those goalkeepers, though, Theo? Martinez or Leno? Who do you choose? For number one? Yeah. No question, Leno. Yeah. Mar- Martinez is playing out of his skin, but mm-hmm. in the course of a season, I don't think Martinez plays as well as that. Mm-hmm. But... Do you drop him at the start of the season if Leno's back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It's Burn Leno. Burn Leno's been mm-hmm. Arsenal's most consistent player apart from the injury all season. No, like, fit, and that's it, and if it wasn't for Burn Leno, Arsenal wouldn't have had that good a, good a yeah. season, really. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that's fair enough. But hopefully also Kieran Tierney can not be injured this season and hopefully he can get regular game time as well because I'm excited to see what he can do in the Premier League. Anyway, moving on to fourth. So I'll go for fourth first. Because I've gone for an interesting shout. I've gone for Manchester City. And you might disagree with this, but why I think Manchester City, okay, because I'm looking at the transfer business. <laughs> you, I'm looking at the, I've, I've just seen you in the camera there reacting to that. I, I, I've gone for City because of their transfer business right now. So I'm looking at their transfer business. Nathan Ake, I think he's very overrated as a centre-back. I think he's a decent centre-back, but he's nothing special, in my opinion. When I look at him, when I, when I see him at Bournemouth, Bournemouth were one of the leakiest defences last season. And you're buying probably one of the better of the options, obviously, in that defence. But he's nothing special. He's not going to offer you what Emeric Laporte does. Like Emeric Laporte, when he comes back, ho- hopefully he's back this season. But I definitely think, though, I'm just looking at that. And when you, when you look at Aki and Laporte, I just... I don't think Aki really matches up to Laporte in terms of standards, and I, I don't think he's going to offer as much as what people think he is. So, yeah, I've gone for there, and I definitely think Ferran Torres, I think that's an average signing. Ferran Torres, he's okay, but he's nothing special either. He didn't get on well with Danny Parejo at Valencia, and he didn't really get on with many of his teammates there, and I think that's why Valencia got shot of him, really. And to be honest, when you look at Someone like Leroy Sané going out the door and you bring in Ferran Torres, it's nothing to compare against because Sané is just twice the player that Torres is, really. It just 
it's easy to see. I also think Aguero's a year older. De Bruyne, obviously De Bruyne is class, world class, and it, there's nothing to say that, but they're losing David Silva this season. Can Foden step up? That's the question, because they've not bought anyone so far, so to fill that void. Fernandinho's getting even older. Rodrigo didn't live up to the, the, the hype when he came in. Gabi Jesus is probably unhappy at the moment by the lack of game time he's getting. And I think Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling, they're top class players, but I just think when you look at this top three that I've gone for, I personally think Man City are the fourth best team, in my opinion. But what, what what's your opinion on Man City and where have you put them then? Well, I have put Manchester City to win the league. Right, okay. Yeah, and there's there's a number of reasons for it, really. Okay. Guardiola always bounces back after losing the title, always okay. bounces back. True. Man City have got, in my opinion, at the moment, the best player in the world, which mm-hmm. is Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. You know my feelings on Kevin De Bruyne. He is exceptional. He is, Stats yeah. don't lie. No, they don't. They've also got you know a couple of other world class players by the name of Raheem Sterling, mm-hmm. Sergio Aguero, Riyad Mahrez. Mm-hmm. Defensively, City, I think he's going to get it right this season. I think Yao Cancelo, if you look at his numbers, mm-hmm. should have started a lot more games. Yeah, Ake is not a bad signing. Laporte's the second best centre back in the Premier League. Midfield-wise, other than De Bruyne, I like Phil Foden. Forget what's happened midweek. Phil Foden is a fantastic yeah. player. And I think Man City are going to be awesome this season. I really, really do. I wouldn't be surprised if they get someone else in. There has been talk about getting Yao Felix in. Yeah, and that'd be interesting. I think if Man City get Yao Felix and Kevin De Bruyne in, I don't think I can watch a Man City game. I think <laughs> that'll be too much for, uh, for my mind. Yeah. Ferran Torres, I agree completely with you. I think that's a yeah okay cool Leroy Sané losing him and obviously they, they lost him because I think his, his missus lives in Germany he I wants to go community what, whatever there were reasons behind it yeah of course but that's a big loss because I'm a big fan of Sané and I think he's an awesome mm-hmm. player but yeah Man City this season interesting shout and I'll be interested to do a review at the end of the season yeah yeah uh, I, um, I could be compl- uh, get, get, don't get me wrong I could be completely wrong here and a lot of I'll get a lot of backlash from Matthew if he's listening because obviously we're, we're going to get him on for a podcast sometime. But I definitely think they, when I look at their team, they're not as strong as when they won the title before. And I just don't. I I, I was tempted to put them third, but I just think my top two were set. It was where, it was between the two Manchester clubs for me, and third and fourth was that where I was putting them. So yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that in a bit because you're looking at me saying that I'm. It's strange that I've not put them probably higher, but yeah, I've put Man City in fourth. But who have you gone for fourth then, Theo? Fourth, I have made just a little change since okay. I did this a couple of days ago and I've put Chelsea at fourth. Have you put them there now, yeah? Yeah, Chelsea at oh, fourth. Right. Okay. They were at third, but I've swapped them and I've put them at fourth. Okay. I'm not sure what is going to happen at Chelsea this season. Uh-huh. I'm not a big fan of Frank Lampard as a manager. I'm not a big fan of Timo Werner and I'm not a big fan of Chelsea's defence still. I'm also not a fan of this Edward Ward-Mendy who they're going to get in goal. I uh, I watched something on Twitter and it was a compilation of Edward Mendy's best goals and it was two minutes of Edward Mendy's, not best goals, sorry, best moments. It was two minutes of Edward Mendy making so many mistakes. It was unbelievable. He gets sent off quite a bit but I like Kai Havertz Mm -hmm. and Chelsea have got Christian Pulisic. Mm -hmm. So if they click, 
They're going to be unstoppable, but yeah. I don't think they're going to click. Mm. Interesting. I, I, I'll go into Chelsea in a bit because, yeah, I've, I've put them higher. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them in a bit. But you've put Chelsea in fourth. That's, that's fair enough. I, I do think we'll talk about it in a bit where I've put Chelsea. But, yeah, that's fair enough. You've put them in, in fourth and I've put Man City in fourth. So who have you gone in third then, Theo? Right, so in third, I've gone for Man United. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Man United, again, they've got a good team. If they get Reguilon in at left-back and, mm-hmm. and maybe Jaden Sancho or another winger, I think United are strong. They've finished the season superbly. I like, I like United a, a, a lot. I'm a bit concerned about who's going to start in goal for United, obviously. And I, I do think Rashford needs to, to pick up his form. But I think United, they're building something. And I love the signing of Donny van der Beek. I love that signing. I think Pogba as well, coming back in, in January, was like a new signing for United as well. Mm-hmm. So I think United are, uh, are looking quite quite good. So I yeah. think third is definitely... I think top two will be a bit out of their reach. But I, I'm quite excited to see United this season. Mm. That, 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 that's Yeah, definitely. That's, that's fair to say. I think, yeah, I've also put Man United in third. I do rate the signing of Donny van der Beek. I'm, I'm, I was interested though because, like, how they're going to fit them all in, and people were saying, oh, he's only going to be, a, he's only going to start on on the bench and maybe come on van der Beek for Pogba and Fernandez. I think that's the wrong thing to do to spend so much money on a player. In my opinion, to put a player, I think he needs to be starting week in week out. I would actually be interested to see because van der Beek can play all across. The, the midfield, he can play cam, he can play centre mid, he can play centre defensive mid as well for Ajax. He's done that on a number of occasions. So I think if you put Van de Beek, Pogba and Fernandes, I think you've still got enough enough there to to be a bit of a defensive presence because I think Pogba can do a bit of defensive work and Van de Beek can do that defensive work as well. I think he can offer more than just the attacking abilities that he's got. But as you said, it's, it's whether... They all play. I think a lot of Man United fans are questioning whether they'll they'll all play or two of them will play per week. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Reguilon would be a great signing if they can get him at left back. And yeah, as as we said, they've got. Obviously, it depends on what happens with Harry Maguire. We all know the the situation there. What's happening with him? I don't know if there's been any update. I've not noticed recently. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. The, the goalkeeper situation we've mentioned in previous podcasts, Solskjaer has to make that decision between Henderson or De Gea, so that'll be interesting. If they bring in Jadon Sancho, I think they've got a real opportunity at pushing the top two, definitely, if they, if they bring someone of that calibre and they've got that potential there. So yeah, move, moving on, I think Man United in third, that, I've, I've put them in third as well, that's a good position. So in second, we'll, we'll both have the same team as well, because I've put Liverpool in second, and you've also put Liverpool in second. Meaning I've put Chelsea winning the league title, which I'll, I'll, I'll go on to talk about in a bit. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Liverpool first because we've got them both there. So Liverpool in second. Uh, <laughs> Theo's shocked at the fact that I've put Chelsea in first. He's, he's questioning that decision. But I've put Liverpool in second because I think Liverpool have got a lot of ability. Obviously, well, what am I saying? They've got a lot of ability. They won the league last year. Whether they'll retain, retain it, I was between either Chelsea or Liverpool to put first or second. I was really questioning whether I was going to put them. Uh, it was really a tough decision. But I've put Liverpool. I don't think they're going to retain it this year. I think they're going to just miss out. I think it's going to be a, a close 
run between them and Chelsea personally. I think both attacks are amazing. But looking at Liverpool, Salah, amazing. Mane, amazing. For me, no, they could do with an upgrade. As we mentioned with Ronan, if they can bring in someone like Marcus Turam, who we've mentioned, we mentioned on the last podcast, to bring someone in like that, that, that would be definitely an upgrade in that position. And as we mentioned, whether they bring in Thiago, there's, they've not done much business at the moment, it's fair to say. They've obviously only brought in the left back, uh, the, Greek, the Greek left back, forgetting his name now. They've brought him in. And yeah, I just think they've, they've got enough there, but whether they can retain it, I'm not sure. But what's your, what's your making of Liverpool? And why did you not go for them to retain the title for you? Just, I think they are due a bit of a poor season. I don't think they can keep that high level of performance again and again, really. Mm-hmm. I like I like Klopp, but I think they've got an outstanding team. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, last season they were very lucky with injuries. I really think that they deserve a season mm-hmm. where players get injured because they've been quite, they've been quite um, lucky with that. I do think they need to strengthen, but also, as well, I do think it'll be a title race again. I think it'll definitely mm-hmm. be a bit, bit tougher, but I just think Man City, again... I just think it's very hard to re- retain the Premier League, no matter how good your team is. Yeah, really. yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, that's fair enough. Moving on to my audacious shout, Chelsea. I think Chelsea are going to win the league. reason I, w- I think Chelsea are going to win the league, and Theo, I'll come to you in a second about why you disagree with this, because I can see by your facial expressions that you really disagree with this. Anyway, I think Timo Werner is a cracking striker. I think he's going to really add a lot of goals. Obviously, Tammy Abraham got 15 league goals last season, 19 in total, but I think Timo Werner, he's hit above, I think he's hit almost 30 goals per season in all competitions, above 30 goals per season for Leipzig. And I just think he's going to add a lot to this Chelsea team, a lot of goals, and I'm excited to see what he can do. And someone like Kai Havertz behind him, I think Kai Havertz, he's the biggest I think he's one of the players that are really going to, in the next few years, I, I definitely think he'll be in contention for one of the best players or in team of the year and stuff. I definitely think he's got a lot of potential in his hands and I'm excited to see what he can do. Whether he'll kick on straight away, it's, it's questionable, but I think he's, he's got the ability to do that. And I think that chemistry that him and Werner have in the German national team, I think they've got a lot of uh, potential there to see a really good partnership grow. As we mentioned, Christian Pulisic, I would be, he had a really good end to the season. Hopefully he can continue that on. Obviously he got injured, so whether he can do that, can do that, It'll be interesting. And yeah, they've lost William, but they've also got likes Callum Hudson-Odoi still to get game time, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, and they've also got Hakim Zayic coming in as well. But moving on to their defence, I think their defence could do with a bit more. I definitely think Edward Mendy is an interesting shout. But as, as I've mentioned before, Ren had the third best defence or is it third, second or third best defence in Ligue 1 last season. And Edward Mendy was part of that team so I definitely think it'll be interesting to see what he can provide to this team whether he's the main man that Chelsea should be going for I'm not sure if they if they went for someone more experienced I definitely think they'd they definitely win the title in my opinion so Mendy's an interesting shout but they have brought in Thiago Silva who is a winner we've got to remember that Thiago Silva on a free agent he's going to offer a couple of years and for this Chelsea team and what he'll do as well is he'll offer that leadership that they need in my opinion in that centre-back role with Aspilicueta as well it'll take a lot of burden off Aspilicueta as well as, as a captain coming into this team and Ben Chilwell for 50 million it is a lot of money but and they could have got a cheaper option like Sergio Reguilón like someone else out there there's a number of players they could have went for but I definitely think Ben Chilwell, if you're going to go for the money, he's, he's still young. He's 23, so he's got a lot of years ahead of him. 
And yeah, I think Chelsea are one of these teams that I just think they they always crop up with a title sometimes. We've seen they've, they've won a lot of titles over the last few years. And I think now that they're spending money again, I definitely think they'll they'll add. I just I just think their attacking ability are too good, and I just think I'm excited to see what happens with that. So that's what that's why I've put them first, really. Anyway, I'll go to you, Theo. Why do you disagree with my 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 shout there, and and what's your opinion on uh, on Chelsea? Why why do you not think? Do you, do you, why should, why do you not like Werner for 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 first? Because you've not really explained why you don't like Werner. So yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Timo Werner. He's a goal scorer. I, I don't mm-hmm. disagree. I just I, I don't particularly think he's he's as good as people say. I haven't really been impressed with him when I watch Timo Werner. I don't really understand how he scores so many goals. He he doesn't strike me as a player who who will thrive in the Premier League, mm-hmm. and that's just based on my own opinion. Really, statistically, he looks incredible. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. Yeah, but. I've been quite adamant and I've been quite vocal that I think Werner will struggle in the Premier League. Mm. Maybe I'll get it completely wrong, I don't know. But I'm not sure on him. For me, I, I, I still think Olivier Giroud is, is a really good option for Chelsea. I, I'm a massive fan of Giroud. I just think, I think Lampard's got too many top-heavy players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also don't really think Lampard... Lampard's going to be managing some really big names, you know, Kai Havertz, mm-hmm. Thiago Silva, etc. Has he got the ability to manage these? Because it's no longer a young youth academy team. It's superstars. You know, yeah. Ziyech, Werner, how do you fit them all in as well? <laughs> yeah. You know, what system? I just think there's a lot of question marks for Chelsea. Maybe next season Chelsea could push, mm-hmm. but I think this season, I don't know what Chelsea will do. I don't, yeah. I, and we know what they're capable of. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a tough choice, but I I just felt I'm excited to see what happens with them. That's why I went for them. I think I, I like going for a bit of an audacious shout sometimes. I think I went. I did actually go for Liverpool. I think last year to to win the title. I I, I went for Liverpool, and I I, I felt last season that they, they obviously proved me right that they they did show themselves. And I thought always City were going to have a drop or, drop off, and I think. My opinion of City is that Guardiola also, I think Guardiola is probably near the end of his tenure at Man City. He's always stayed around for about four or five years. This isn't his fourth season now with City. I think this could be his last season. Whether City will sit, sack him, I don't think they can, but I just think they're going to have a slight drop-off. And the players they're bringing in, as we mentioned, I don't think they're good enough. I, I think the players that they're bringing in to, to replace these positions... And if, again, I don't whether Foden can offer enough. It's it's questionable because obviously we've seen the the news stuff that's come out with them. Has he got a slight of a, a bit of a attitude problem with, with with the mistakes he's making? He is a young kid, so we've got to got to realise this. But whether he's ready to lead that attack that that in that cam role for City, it's questionable. It's really questionable. So that's why I put them slightly lower down, and I've gone for Chelsea to win the league but yeah as as you've heard guys we we're gonna be posting this to our instagram page make sure you get your comments down on your opinion your opinions um who you think is going to win the league who you think is going to get relegated who you think might be a a dark dark horse in this in this league so yeah it'll be an interesting shout to see what you what you have to say 
so yeah thanks again for listening and we we do appreciate it and hopefully you can continue to to listen to our podcasts and make sure you share them with your workmates with your uh, school friends with with your friends with your mates that you play football with make sure you give us a shout out because we, we really appreciate that and hopefully we can continue to bring you great content also make sure you to follow our podcast on spotify or podbean.com and also give us a follow on instagram as well whilst you're doing it so yeah Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast and we also recommend you go and check out our fantasy football. We've got a fantasy football league for this year called the Ultimate Emphatic Fanatic. So if you'd like to join our fantasy football league, it's W-L-T-E-I-V. So I'll repeat that, W-L-T-E-I-V. And yeah, we'll see if you can become the Ultimate Emphatic Fanatic. It was, it was great doing it with you again, Theo. I really appreciate coming on to do this. And yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Premier League. Look forward to it. Look forward to it, Jordan. Yeah, good stuff, man. Right. Awesome. Anyway, we'll catch you all later. And thanks again for listening. See you later. Bye. <laughs>